Hey, it's me, Janie B, back at it again with another podcast of History for Dummies. All right, so today we are going to be discussing the experiences of minorities during World War II. Minorities such as women in America, Mexican Americans in America, Native Americans in America, and African Americans in America. All of these people living in America, some of which were American born, some were immigrants, were all treated bad just because they did not fit the traditional look of an American during the time of World War II. Later in the podcast, I'll get into each of these minorities' experiences in greater detail. But for now, I just want you to think how you would feel as a Mexican-American in the United States during World War II and getting beat up by pe- <laughs> getting beat up by people of the military just because of the clothes that you're wearing. And then when law enforcement comes in, the military gets a pass and you are the one that ends up in jail. These are real experiences that people would face during World War II if you were simply a minority, something that you could not help. Stay tuned. The first minority I will be discussing in this podcast is the women during World War II. So for a woman, before the war, their normal life would include cleaning, watching the kids, cooking. Maybe sometimes they would have a job outside the house, light work, no hands-on, tough labor like men you normally have. However, when the war started and their husbands would be shipped away, women had to go and get more money for their families. They had to go and put themselves out there more and try to get more money. So this would mean that they had to go and try to get higher paying jobs, which sometimes would be the more hands-on, the more labor, physical labor jobs. And so this was hard for women. However, in 1942, Rosie the Riveter came about. Rosie the Riveter was a strong female. She was a woman, a made-up woman on this poster that would be placed everywhere saying, we could, we can do this. We can do it. She was a symbol of the strength that women have and the strength that women obtain. This is encouraging women to go out and do the work. They have to go out. They have to do this. This is something that has to be done for them to provide for their family. Rosie the Riveter really helped the women during World War II while they were going through their tough times. It really encouraged more people to get involved in the outside world and provide more for their families. An article written in 2004 by the Winona Daily News describes the hardships that certain women faced during World War II. For example, they interviewed Helen Overeering, who was married to a man who was sent to go fight. This interview discusses her challenges of having to raise her children, raise her children while her husband was away. She states that she had to go outside of her house and go into more physical labor, which put her 
which damaged her. Like it, she describes in vivid detail the effects on her body after she would she went out and worked on these certain things. This is really, really showing straight up how bad women had it. Like they had to go out, they had to do this physical labor, everything just to provide for their families while their husbands were away. Our next minority are the African Americans who at the time during World War II were struggling to find jobs. During this time, even the jobs that were given out by the government were fairly segregated. Jobs such as working on the aircraft, flying airplanes, were extremely segregated. A statistic states that out of 100,000 Americans working in the aircraft industry in 1940, only 240 were African Americans. These jobs provided by the government would be seen as an outlet to get jobs, but not for the African Americans. They would find themselves trying to get these jobs and only a few getting accepted, if any. The jobs by the government should not be segregated. That's when Philip A. Randolph said that these African Americans can no longer accept their second class citizen. He stated that we loyal Negro American citizens demand the right to work and fight for our country. He persisted, persisted, persisted on his ideas and his thoughts until President at the time, FDR, issued Executive Order 8802, which assured fair hiring processes and practices for jobs funded with government money. This was helpful because it allowed for African Americans to have better outlets to find jobs. For African Americans at this time, they also before Executive Order 8802 by FDR, the African American leaders stressed the need for a double V campaign, which was the victory against fascism abroad and the victory against discrimination at home. Ray Elliott was one of the African-American fighter pilots, and he states that every time that he would see another African-American, they would give each other the double V victory sign because it would give them hope. It gave them a purpose. It gave them a sense that things will get better. And this was a very, very important factor for the African-Americans at this time of hardships. Next up, we have the Mexican-Americans during World War II. For the Mexican-Americans, they had what was called the Bracero Program, which ran from 1942 until 1964. This program gave jobs to Mexican-Americans. The Bracero Program led Mexican-Americans onto farms. They were led onto farms because during the time of World War I, there was a labor shortage in agriculture. So all these Mexican-Americans who wanted to come over to America for a new life, the Bracero program was perfect for them and it would give them a job. There were multiple, multiple Mexican-Americans who would want to come and work for America, work for this program. Some hardships, however, that the Mexicans faced during this time included a style of clothing that they would wear called the zoot suits. Their zoot suits were excessive were excessive suits that had 
that were very colorful, outrageous, and they had an excessive amount of fabric. Now, the Americans at this time didn't like the amount of fabric that they had because they were in a very conservative state of all their materials because of what was going on during the war. The Americans, even those in the military, those in the military especially, actually, would come and beat up these Mexican-Americans for wearing the zoot suits just because they believe that what they are doing is wrong. And now, the part that's the worst about it is that the Mexican-Americans would be punished for getting beat up by these military people. It is 100% not fair that the Mexican-Americans were the ones who were put behind bars for simply wearing clothing and getting attacked for it. These people in the military, only a handful of them actually went to jail, were actually punished. Most of the time, they were just sent off. They were perfectly fine. This got so bad that during during midnight, the middle of the night, these people from the military would come and they would try to get the Mexican-Americans wearing the zoot suits to beat them up and make them stop. It's just, it's crazy. All right, everybody, our last minority for this week's podcast of history for dummies is the Native Americans. During World War II, the Native Americans were used in war because of their bilingual skills. Now, I'm not quite sure, but I'm sure that this was mainly the men who were used because men were normally the ones who were sent to war. Anyway, during the time of the American and Japanese troops fighting island to island in the Pacific during World War II, the Native Americans were used as code talkers because they were able to communicate in a language that these Japanese did not understand, other people did not understand. They were a great, great addition to the Americans during World War II. In the article, Semper Semper Fields Fidelis Code Talkers by Adam Javik, he states that it is estimated between seven it is estimated between three hundred and seventy five and four hundred and twenty of these native talkers served as code talkers. This is a large, large amount of Native Americans who are being offered jobs simply for being bilingual. Overall, for the minorities in World War II, they were both faced with hardships and they were also offered opportunities. Hardships such as the Mexican-Americans with their zoot suits, the women having to go to work, leaving their kids behind, and forcing themselves to go into harder labor to get more money. But they were also, like, the Native Americans who were given jobs just for the language that they spoke and how that language was an asset to the Native, to the Americans during the war. This was Overall, there was both goods and bads for the minorities, but it really depends how you look at it. In my opinion, they're about equal, but for others, they may see that these jobs that were offered outweigh the negatives. Others might see these people were put through so much, so much pain, so much suffering that a few jobs that they were offered wasn't enough. 
this is like it's like knowledge like for your brain like you have to think about it like curious to know what are your opinions leave a comment down below i'm out history for dummies catch you next week